From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. to a special edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Teresa Eccles, and Max the Intern back in the Peanut Gallery. This is, a, as I said, a special show. We are uh, recording a show for those going on the podcast cruise with us, uh, December 12th through the 16th. God, I can't believe it's it's almost here. I can't believe it. Less than a month away. Uh, We're going to discuss some of the things you need to know, especially if this is your first time cruising. Uh, Some of the things you need to know about the embarkation process, what to do on board, uh, disembarking the ship, and uh, also some uh, information about the special events that we have planned. Before we get to that, I want to remind everyone we have released... Early booking now for our podcast cruise 3.0 for June of 2012, the exact date. June 24th through the 29th. It's a five-night cruise on the Disney Dream. You can find information on that by going to our show notes page at podcast.wdwinfo.com. You'll find pricing and the ability to book online. I will tell you, as we mentioned in the last show, uh, that... uh, it's uh, we're it, it's booking it's booking at a really really good pace, and uh, we are going to be limiting the number of people on that sa- on these on future sailings for the podcast cruise. We are going to be doing another one in December two thousand and twelve, trying to make sure as many people get to experience the podcast cruise cruises as possible. So that's why we're we're kind of doing it a little bit differently. If you are going to be on podcast cruise two Wait to rebook when you're on board. The deals and the discounts that you get on board are much better. We're going to be providing everybody with an easy way to rebook on board. You're going to get a a rebooking form specifically for that cruise, and they're going to have extra staff on board to handle rebooking. So keep that in mind. All right. And with that, we'll just go ahead and get started our discussion on Disney Cruise Line and what you need to know especially since the podcast cruise is coming up. Uh, we got a lot of people uh, early next year going to be on the Dream, their first time. Like I say, podcast cruise 2.0, I think about half of our guests are first-time cruisers. Never cruised before, not just not right. with us, but never on Disney Cruise. Right. That's why I'm saying it's we, we, between that and the Dream launching, that's getting a lot of people that have never cruised before are going to be going on that cruise. So, I, uh, you know, John had the idea that we should do a... The Cruise 101 Primer. Right. And I want to gear it a little bit towards our podcast cruise uh, guests because we're getting close, and I think a lot of people have questions that we want to see if we can you know, answer before you, you uh, start the process and sort of put your mind to ease. I think sometimes when people do something new like this and they're a little worried and scared, what's exactly is going to happen? How should I handle stuff? The first thing I want to say is uh, for Podcast Cruise 2.0, you should have received your credentials already. I haven't gotten mine. Not your credentials. You should have received your documents already. Your cruise yes, documents. Yes, my documents. Let me let me make sure I say that again clearly. You should have received your cruise documents by now. Um, those are now sent via regular mail about 30 to 45 days before you travel. Just sort of the new process that Disney Cruise Line has been going through. 
I want to let people know that it's important if you haven't done so already, and anybody who is cruising in the future, make sure you do your online check-in. Go to DisneyCruise.com. If it's your first time on the site, you're going to have to register. But then you can go and do an online check-in for your cruise. I'm going to just jump in here because I don't think a day goes by that I don't get three emails regarding this. If you're, if you're on the podcast cruise, you're booked through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Dreams Unlimited Travel assigns a six-digit identification number to your reservation. That's for our tracking purposes. That's an internal system. That's not your Disney Cruise Line reservation number. Your Disney Cruise Line reservation number is an eight-digit number. You'll find it on your client services page, which is lo- you can find it by clicking any page on a Dreams Unlimited Travel site, and at the top of the page is the link to client services. Again, you'll need your eight-digit Disney Cruise Line reservation to get into DisneyCruise.com. The six-digit Dreams Unlimited travel number will not work. Correct. And we do send instructions out for that uh, prior to travel, but sometimes people don't read those. So important, if you haven't done so already or you're going to travel in the future, do your online check-in. It's going to help the process of when you get to the terminal. You're going to fill out some paperwork ahead of time. You'll have to print some paperwork and bring it with you. And uh, also we get the question of, well, what do I need to bring then to the terminal? If you've done the online check-in, you just need to bring the online check-in papers. You don't need your cruise documents as well. You do need to print them out and bring them with you. Right. On the online check-in, print out the papers, paperwork, bring it with you. A lot of people uh, get upset if they don't get their cruise documents. There's really nothing special in the cruise documents anymore. So go online, get your your paperwork, print that out, bring that with you. That's what you're going to need at the terminal to check in. Well, you might want to mention if they don't get their documents, you've got the luggage tags in there, but you can get those at the port. Correct. Right. Again, you don't. There's nothing in there that's you, you can't right. replace or get get somewhere else. But when you get to the port, you, they'll have extra luggage tags for you. As far as getting to the port, um, Disney Cruise Line will start letting people on the ship around noonish, and people love to get there early and get in line. Uh, people want to be in that first group of people on the ship. If you're not interested in standing in line in the Disney Cruise Line terminal, arriving at the port at about noontime should alleviate that. By the time you've checked in, they should have cleared the ship and allowed started allowing people on. If you want to be one of those people that gets there at 9 a.m. and be the first in line and be the first person on the ship, by all means, have at it, but you're going to stand in line in the cruise terminal. Cruise so, terminal is beautiful. It has a lot of stuff to look at. Bless you. Oh, Bless you. Thanks. It has a lot of stuff to look at, but it's not going to be three hours worth of entertainment. Actually, it's ten minutes worth of entertainment. Right. And then three hours of standing in line. There are bathrooms, and there is a snack bar. Yes, but in the case of the podcast cruise, John will be doing single ladies dance in the <laughs> In the yeah. terminal. I didn't say that. Nope. And there's also like sofas to sit on, so you don't have to stay the whole time. <laughs> there are three sofas. And the, the, the people ask all the time, "Is there? can I get a bite to eat at the cruise terminal? The answer is very, very, very limited yes. Mm. Apples, muffins, bottles of water, maybe mm-hmm. some soda, bags of pretzels, that's it. Uh, it's also it's very limited. So be prepared. Uh, if you're going to drive yourself to the port, parking is about $15 a day now. It is $15, $15 a, day. a day now to park. Um, again, they got you, nerve. You pay right. when you get there. 
as you go into the parking lot, you're going to pay up front for your entire stay. Actually, people have been saying lately they pay when they leave the parking lot because the parking lot's still under construction. Okay, that's changed. I don't since the last time we've been there, it's changed. However, be prepared. You're going to need to pay for parking, $15 a day. They do take credit cards or cash for parking. Something else you're going to need to do is if you're driving to the port before you park, you're going to want to go in to Disney Cruise Line's drop-off point where you'll be allowed to drop off your luggage and your passengers and your passengers and things like that. Keep in mind that everybody in your party is going to have to have their identification, their passport, their birth certificate, their ID, and you'll need your cruise documents so you can at least tell the people what your stateroom number is and things like that. That's what you're going to need to have out. Please don't have them in your luggage. There's going to be a long line of people trying to get into the same exact spot you are and to expedite things. Have this stuff out and ready. And one of the questions, I'm sorry, John, one of the questions that comes up a lot is, do I have to have my passport? No. For these cruises, you do not have to have your passport because you are, if you're a U.S. citizen, you are embarking and ultimately disembarking in a U.S. port. And... uh, We have customs things we have to do on on the ship after we come back, but at no point is your passport required. It's always a good thing to have. The only time your passport really comes into play on this, and again, because we're only going on a four-night cruise and our only stop is the Bahamas for both Castaway Key and Nassau, the reason you would want a passport on any cruise is if for whatever reason you had to come back into the United States from the Bahamas. From the Bahamas, it would make it more difficult. It's not impossible. Let's it's say you get, more you, know, you get left in port and the ship leaves without you, or God forbid there's a medical emergency and a member of your party has to go to the hospital and the ship leaves. Um, at that point, coming back into the U.S., uh, it is complicated if you don't have a passport. My retina doctor went on a four-night Disney cruise and his young son became very, very ill. They went through the Disney cruise line infirmary and they recommended a hospital visit in Nassau and they were very glad to have passports because they then had to get off the ship the cruise line left and they had to fly home made it much simpler he the sun is fine it was a dehydration issue but something as simple as that and when someone's ill and you're looking to get home you don't want another hurdle and in terms of getting your passport let me just give you an, an indication uh, my mother got her passport just recently, Mine too. Uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, for this very reason, in the event we, for, God forbid, have to fly back without the ship, uh, I wanted to make sure she had a passport. Uh, we did do expedited on this just to be on the safe side. My mother had her passport in six days. Wow. We did, it, we did not do the expedited, and I think it took about 14 days. So it's, they're really kind of moving quickly right now. But as it gets closer to the holidays, they get busier. So you want to keep that in mind. You do want to keep that in mind. But, you know, just your, your local post office, just go online uh, and it'll tell you which post offices have the uh, passport processing center. You do need to have two passport photos with you and your original birth certificate with a raised seal, which they actually take from you, which is kind of unnerving. It is. Everybody and, fights them. Yeah, they take that from you, and it gets sent back to you with your passport. Some of the post offices do take the pictures there. 
Walgreens and CVS both take them. Yes. And just to change what you just said, my mom, my brother, and his wife all just did their passport in the last couple of months, and their birth certificates came back in a different envelope. They did not come back with the passport. Separate envelope altogether. Oh, okay. Well, I have to say, whenever... But they we, got them back. When we got yeah, ours, Walgreens photos that were taken, they could not use them. We had to have them retaken at the post office. The ones I did at Walgreens were not done correctly. Hmm. So you want to be careful, and my suggestion would be to pick a post office that does it, so you don't have to pay twice for your photos. See, my mother, my mother's got you know this really this shock of white hair, and they took her po- her passport photo on a white background, so it just looks like this a face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the disembodied face of Madeline. If you're going to take your own photos, make sure you read the, ex- the directions. Mm-hmm. They are very specific about. The size your face is in the two by two picture, you have to have exactly the right measurements. Have them done. They're like eight bucks. And while we're talking about my mother, I just want to let everybody know because I know I think I've mentioned it one, once or twice that uh, two days before we go on this cruise, my mother celebrates her 80th birthday. Oh wow! Her birthday is December 10th. She turns 80 years old, and uh, part of part of this cruise, uh, um, I'm, we're having some private festivities uh, for my mom. I would like to add for the first time that my mom will not be joining us. Oh. Uh, my mom has fretted and stewed and worried and wrung her hands and clutched her pearls and <laughs> has decided that because of the fact that we all are have to work on this cruise, that she feels that she wouldn't have enough companionship and that she would not let just, uh, you know something? Okay. Just trust me. <laughs> she also has had some recent health issues that's worried her that if they occur on the cruise, mm-hmm. what would happen? Yeah, she also doesn't. What, she's worried about what would happen if she had to take me away from the things that I have to do. For all of our sakes, including hers and mine and John's and everybody's, I think this is the right decision. Oh, that's too bad. I was really looking forward to having her with us. Next time. So... Talking about passports, when you check in at the terminal, you're going to need either your passport or your original birth certificate and a picture ID. So make sure you have those ready. And again, with the birth certificate, I I can't stress this enough. Your birth certificate needs to have a raised seal on it for the U.S. government to recognize it as legitimate. Um, You you really, really, I I can't stress that enough. Uh, Not all birth certificates will have that raised seal on it. Photocopies will not work. And photocopies right. don't work. So your birth certificate must have the raised seal. If it does not have the raised seal, what you do is you contact the county registrar in the county where you were born. Um, now, that's one option, and they can issue you a, a copy. My suggestion, though, is that you go through the state capital, the state, the state registrar, and get it there. And here's why. Uh, when I had my – the reason I had a problem with my passport the first time – is that my birth certificate was reissued by the county I was born in, which was uh, Hudson County, New Jersey. Uh, Hudson County has had a rash of birth certificate thefts. And as a result, the United States, at least for the passport purposes, I don't know about anything else, but for passport purposes, the U.S. government will not accept a birth certificate reissued. Not an original. The original would would have been fine. But a reissued birth certificate from uh, uh, Hudson County, New Jersey, they would not accept. I had to go get it from Trenton. I had to send the you know five dollars, I think it was, in the Trenton uh, Office of State Records or the State Registrar, whatever it was, 
and have my birth certificate reissued to me with the with the raised seal on it. So just keep that in mind. You might want to save yourself the trouble. Just get it issued from your state capital. Um, and usually this can be done very quickly as well. Uh, they can have that to you usually in, inside of a week. Yeah, I did that in Pennsylvania, and I had it in a couple days. And I would also say with passports and birth certificates, locate where they are in your house now. Don't just assume you know where they're at, and at the last minute you can't find them. Make sure you have them now so you've got time if you don't have them. Right. Check for the raised seal now mm-hmm. also so the night before your cruise you don't have a nuclear meltdown. Well, they, this is why we try to encourage people to get passports. It's just easier. It is easier. It's a lot easier to get on and off the ship with a passport. But if you can't do that, you can do the birth certificate option. Checking into the terminal also, uh, part of what is done is you leave a credit card for your on I want to go back just a second. I apologize. When you drop your luggage off, you're going to have porters who will take your luggage for you, and they will make sure that your luggage gets to your room. It's customary to tip the porters who are handling your luggage. Mm-hmm. And my rule of thumb is anywhere between 3 and $5 a bag is what I tip them. That's what I tip them. I was going to say, going rate is like a dollar, $2 a bag, but I, I would err on that. I always, I always like to make sure my bags get to my right. room. Right. <laughs> so... Don't be cheap. Yeah, Especially don't be cheap. Especially if your bags are heavy or something Right, like that. and if you've brought the steamer trunk with the body in it. Be the stimulus package. Exactly. Tip well. So checking in at the terminal, you're going to leave a credit card for your room charges. On board the ship, there's no cash. Everything is done to your uh, key that's on your room. I'm going to step back one more second. Okay. You're not taking all the steps. After you've dropped off your bags, you are going to go through what amounts to an airport security check. Yes. If you are carrying any kind of beverage with you, and Disney Cruise Line does allow that, it has to be in a carry-on. It cannot be secreted away in your luggage. The porters will not take it, and if they find it, they will reject it. And the luggage is scanned. You will have to have it in something that will fit through an airport security checkpoint. You're pretty much going through the same thing. It has to fit through that little x-ray machine. So keep that in mind. And if you uh, if you are bringing a soft-sided cooler with your beverages in it, they don't allow any ice to go through the machine. There should be no liquid or no um, ice or water in your cooler if you're bringing one. Okay. Now, I, I promise I'll stop. I don't believe you. Now, when, <laughs> when you go upstairs after going through security, uh, you'll notice a number of desks uh, there in the rotunda uh, where they're going to help. They're trying to expedite the process of getting you, your, getting you on board. So they're going to check and ask you, to, you know, do you have everything filled out? Do you know what you're doing? Uh, if not, they'll make sure you get the papers you need uh, to fill out for customs, for uh, putting on your credit card information, all the stuff that's in your documents. So if you didn't get your documents, that's where you're going to go to get the things you need to fill out. Um, and then once they're convinced that you've got everything you need, they direct you to the line that you need. And again, that's why we stress online check-in because all that stuff is done up front. Right. You walk in with it all filled out so it's nothing's missing and you don't have to worry about that when you get there. Correct. Okay, so we've got through check-in. Right. They're going to print you out your key to the world card, which you will use everywhere on the ship. It will also be your room key. I think it should be called key to the sea. Isn't it sea? What is it called on the ship? No, on the Royal Caribbean, it's a sea pass. Oh, it's a sea pass on the Royal Caribbean. It's a key yeah. to the world card on the cruise line. It will be your room key. Your charges will be 
added to your room key. One of the questions that comes up, because on the podcast we have non-related people sharing staterooms as roommate situations. So all of your charges will go back to your room card. And I would also add, you can use a debit card, as long as it's got like the Visa or MasterCard logo, because we do that with no problems. And, John, some of the keys cannot have charging privileges if you want. Right. You can turn off charging privileges on certain cards. (laughs) Good, because last year I had some issues with a certain child of mine. Now, I I know we have an issue with – we have some people in a stateroom for the podcast crews that are of – that are not families. They're just two individuals sharing – being roommates. Um, While Disney Cruise Line will not – uh, give you separate accounts for one stateroom. What you can do the last night of the cruise is go down to guest services, um, have them print out your charges because they're going to break it up by key. Whatever name is on what key. So if you've got you know Jane Doe on one key and John Smith on another, you're going to see what the charges on each key were. Then the other person can just say, okay, I'm going to pay. I want to give them give guest services your credit card and say, I want to pay. You know my seven hundred dollars in charges or whatever it is. Um, so it's really not a big deal. It, it's a little bit of a pain in the neck. You might want to do it earlier in the day. I was just going to say at, because the, the the last night of the cruise, the line at guest services to get gratuities and all that stuff is very long. But you can so, pay your balance down even in the middle of the cruise. Sure, you can. You That's know. another. Question they will always that take your money. Right. If you do not want, um, I know somebody who doesn't want their credit card charged. They're going to leave a credit card as a deposit. But I, I've explained to them that you can go, and so that your credit card doesn't get hit, you can pay off in cash what you've charged. That's what I did room. for can the I first cruise. Can I ask a question? The card you give them to, like, guarantee, you know, to hold it or whatever, is there a limit that they put on that card to hold it? Like, mm, um, No, I think when you, do, when you check into Walt Disney World, there is. It's like $500 is hit automatically to make sure that or they do is they put a hold on it right um i i don't i don't know for sure i don't believe that disney cruise line does that i know what they do is when the folio reaches a certain amount i think it was a 200 it's like about 200 250 dollars they go and charge the account charge the card they come and pay us right um now unless you're me and you can run up that 250 dollars faster than they can charge it um but for them, for most people, um, yeah, it's about. I, I, I want to say it's two fifty. I could be off, but um, I always us, noticed. Tell us what we're going to put on that card. If we go shopping, it would go uh, on that. If we buy food, alcohol, all your food and non-alcoholic beverages are included in your cruise, as well as all of your entertainment. Things that are not included are alcoholic beverages, dinner at Palo, which uh, is a fifteen dollar charge mm-hmm. per, per per adult. Anything prepackaged. If you go to the candy store or the candy counter before you go in to see any of the shows, if you buy prepackaged candy, M&M's, for lack of a better example, those are not free. Those your, are not, your photos and shutters, the photos that the ship photographers are taking. The if arcade. You, if the you arcade. order through room service, if you ordered bottled water, bottled beer, canned soda, those things are not. They'll try to push that on you the first day. Yeah. When you walk into lunch, they'll try to sell you a bottle of water a day or something. And how about tips for room service? You can put that on there also, right? Correct. You can okay. if you want to. Usually, what happens though, if you if the room service will bring you a zero balance a, a zero a, a zero balance bill that has an option on there for a tip, and you can go ahead and leave the tip on there. 
Okay. But don't do that. If you're Bring cash for the for the room, oh, service guys, yeah. yeah. Okay. We always suggest take some singles, keep them in a drawer somewhere. It's just. You know, you don't want to charge. But, yeah, but you see, when Teresa has singles in her, her her hand, she makes the room service people dance. Does she? For their dollars, yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. Soft drinks, coffee, milk, tea, juices are complimentary from the drink station on deck nine. Deck nine. If you go to a bar during the day and order a soda, you will be charged for it. Mm-hmm. We also recommend that there are eight ounce cups on the ship at the drink station. So if you're one of those people who drinks a lot or likes a lot of soft drinks during the day, bring a large plastic cup with you that you can get a good size soda. Otherwise, you're going to be making several trips. But use their disposable cups to fill yours up. Right. Because they have you use those not to spread the germs. And if you're sticking your grody mug underneath there. Yeah. Grody. <laughs> wow. Jeez. 1985 called <laughs> germ ridden filthy Germy. grody I haven't heard grody in well 25 years <laughs> I'm behind the times what can I say that was right around cooties huh yeah no cooties was before that oh, yeah <laughs> something else you're charged for is they'll have bingo on the ship so if you want to buy a bingo card that's part of it but there's also a big cash prize for bingo so. however bingo is also an investment it's like a second mortgage kind of mm-hmm. event you always go, you think, oh, I'll go play bingo. And then you realize you spent $90. So back to the people that are sharing a room. So one of the roommates is going to put a card up front. Well, I just want to confirm this because there's people doing this. And Right. But that card won't be charged. Unless they reach $250. Unless they reach $250. Okay, I just want to make sure everybody knows that because there are a lot so of people if sharing. you're roommates and you do not want your charges on the card left, then I would make a stop at guest services every day and pay off your portion of it. Correct. Mm -hmm. And you can walk by guest services when there's no one there, or if you wait till the last night of the cruise to pay off your balance, you're going to wait in line. And can we go back to the key to the world card? Because after after you check in and they give you the key, then you have to go over and get your picture taken. Well, no, they usually do it right there. Well, but I mean, it's not like here's the counter and then over here's the, unless you sailed since, because we had to like walk over. Last time, no, last time I sailed, it was just done right there. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wasn't when we did it. I mean, not not the Mediterranean. I'm talking about you know. They attach your photo now to the your key to the world card. Yeah, your your picture your picture comes up right when they when they swipe it. Your picture comes up so they know it's you. Disney Cruise Line in a while since the last podcast cruise has it changed. That's when they did it. They've been made us take a picture of Ferris. Yeah, they did it when we were on the podcast cruise. I just think it was so hectic. We also went early and had a meeting, so it was a little crazy. But okay. But I want people to understand. We spent a lot of time on the check-in process. Don't stress over it. No, it all moves much. It moves faster than we described. Exactly. You're already in the the ship by the time we're done with this conversation. And I would. We also didn't talk about the boarding pass. Sometimes they give you the boarding pass as you come up the escalator, and sometimes they give it to you when you get in the line to check in. So just make sure that you have a boarding pass or the boarding number that tells you the group that you're going to be in to get on the ship. The boarding number tells you what group you're in to enter the ship. People get there early so they get into the first boarding number and are allowed on the ship first. The other thing, too, is don't freak out if your boarding number is four. It goes really fast. They go through the line very fast. Now, okay, now, and keep in mind that once you get on the ship, after you've gone through the check-in process and you get on the ship, uh, usually only one or two restaurants are open for lunch, and your staterooms are not available for you to go into until usually around 2 o'clock. So 
uh, a lot of people try, you know, jumping fences and mm-hmm. finagling their way into their staterooms. Wait until 2 o'clock. Let uh, you, you got to remember that the stewards are turning that ship over from the last cruise that had just come in that morning. And it takes a while. It takes a while for them to go through because they're cleaning. Each steward is cleaning a number of rooms. Right. So, uh, but, you know, I, Parrot Key usually and... Um, Beach Blanket Buffet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, right? Um, uh, are usually the two places. Or and top I, 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 uh, Or Top Siders, depending. Um, and I, just based on my last cruise experience, which was the Mediterranean, and it was the Magic... And so there are other circumstances that could have been mitigating. Um, But I'm just going to say this to everybody. Lower your expectations about the food. Because the food on that cruise, on that Mediterranean cruise, was atrocious. Was atrocious. And I am hoping that because there are 600 Internet people who talk about stuff, about Disney stuff, a lot on this cruise that they're going to up their game with the food. Uh, Because it was, I'm telling you, I've never seen, on a Disney ship in particular, I've never seen so many dinners returned around me Hmm. as I did on that Mediterranean cruise. The meat was inedible. I mean, they were serving food that was absolutely inedible. They should have been ashamed of themselves. So lower your expectations. Um, That's all I can suggest is where the food is concerned, is lower your expectations and hopefully... It all goes well. I'll tell you this. If they're serving me and my mother crap, they're going to hear about it. You're going to hear about it. Everyone on the ship is going to hear about it because it's going to piss me off. For the amount of money they charge, there's no excuse for the food they serve. None. This was a problem when Disney Cruise Line first launched, and here comes a rant. This was a problem when Disney Cruise Line first launched. Matt We Met came in, St. Matt, and fixed it. By bringing the head chef from Disneyland Paris over to Disney Cruise Line. And he fixed it, and the food got really good. And then the last couple of years, it's gone back to being swill. Now, I understand that they had to be more profitable each year um, in order to, uh, you know, because they have a limited, they have a, a small fleet and all that other good stuff. You cannot serve crap food on a cruise line. Cruising and good food have always gone together. Disney's the exception to this rule. And what bothers me is the number of Disney Cruise Line fans who are apologists for this. Well, I don't go on Disney ships for the food. You should be. Take a look at what you're paying for this four-night Bahama cruise, and then compare it to what Royal Caribbean is charging for a four-night Bahama cruise. I'm going to tell you something. The food you're going to get on Royal Caribbean, far better than the kind of crap Disney's serving now. And if you don't think that I won't have this rant sitting in the Walt Disney Theater in front of these people, if this food is crap, you're out of your mind. I absolutely will. So this is a fair fair warning to Disney Cruise Line. Make sure you serve us good food. Because if you don't, we're going to make fun of you in public. So now I'm done. You can go on. All right, so now you've gone on the ship and you've had your crap lunch. Before we go any further, can I talk about your carry-on? Yeah, I was just going to say that. What happens is you My carry on is Max. <laughs> when you get on the ship, you're going to have to keep everything with you until such time as your stateroom becomes available, like Pete said, um, usually between one and two o'clock. That means if you're pulling that big old 
carry-on that you would use on an airplane, you have to take that every place with you, including lunch. Or you or have Macs. <laughs> it's also good to keep in mind, just because your stateroom is available at 2, doesn't mean your bags are going to be there waiting for you. Well, Correct. That, that was the rest. First of all, keep everything you're going to need with you. If you bring in kids and you think they're going to want to swim when you first get on the ship, keep your kids' swimsuits in your carry-on bag. Or have them wear them under their clothes. Right. You're probably not going to get all of your luggage until later in the day. They have a ship full of people to make their luggage arrive at their room. The other thing is if you have made a Palo reservation for your first evening, I would make sure that you have your Palo clothes in your, crew, in your carry-on bag. There's a good possibility you might not get your luggage prior to needing them to go. I think there's more of a slim possibility. I mean, it does happen where you don't have your bags in time for you to be ready for dinner. I got to be honest, in 23 Disney cruises, it's never happened to me once. Well, it has we, happened to us. Yeah, so, we had someone on, on the boards. I think it's the exception, not the right. rule. It's the exception. But, but it's still something you should be prepared for. Absolutely. Right, right. Absolutely. Keep in the back of your head. So um, you're done with lunch. You're going to hopefully by this time your room is ready, and you can go up to your room and you can drop off your luggage and uh, sort of get comfortable. The next thing you have to think about or worry about is the muster drill. Is the um, the four o'clock muster drill? Right, yep. Is the um, lifeboat drill? Uh, when you get to your stateroom, you're going to find the life jackets. You'll also find a map that shows you where your station is that you have to go to. Your TV will be on, Mm -hmm. and it will be on the station where it's telling you over and over and over again what to do, where to go. And your life jackets are going to be located in the top of your closets um, in in your stateroom. And especially for the kids, uh, these life vests have whistles on them. Don't blow on the whistles. (laughs) Think about where that whistle has been. Okay, it's really just unsanitary. Is it grody? <laughs> Maybe that's the word you'd use, but that word hasn't left my mouth since I was wearing a mullet. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's annoying when children blow whistles. Something else to keep in mind if you're traveling with someone who needs physical assistance, you're going to want to make it to your uh, muster station prior to the last minute. They turn off the elevators. Correct. Uh, Head down at least 15 minutes early so right. that you beat the crowd, you're able to use the elevator, get in position. Exactly. Now, also, uh, I'm sorry, but also, um, usually, uh, th- there is a crew member who will come and help you uh, if you have physical disabilities to get to your muster station. Absolutely. Right. Most, uh, they just, insist that people use the stairs, so if you have knee problems or back problems or leg problems, just make sure that you use the elevator before they turn them off. And to know where your muster station is, that's printed on the back of your door, of your stateroom. This is a mandatory uh, attendance. You have to attend. They will mark your name off. They will check your name. They'll go against the manifest. And they'll ridicule they'll, you publicly if you don't show they will. they will. And they'll make the rest of us stand outside waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And then we're not happy. Right. And that's pretty much your... <clears throat> that's pretty much your last, quote-unquote, obligation for the cruise. We, we consider that, okay, now our cruise has begun. That's when vacation boat, starts. Lifeboat mm-hmm. drills over. We're going to have fun. Go back to your stateroom, return your vet, life vest, then a go back tonight. A little helpful hint. Your luggage and your life vests. There's not a lot of closet space, so you're going to want to use that top shelf a lot of the times. Put your life jackets under the bed. 
in your stateroom, you'll have uh, tickets, tickets that'll explain your dining rotation and your seat number for dinner at night to find your table. And hopefully by now you know what dinner seating you're on and all that good stuff. And um, what Keep in mind that when you to? meet your server, your server will follow you from restaurant to restaurant every night. So if you let them know your um, needs and desires on the first night, chances are they'll have them ready for you the next night. Right. I think this is where the Disney difference comes into play. Your room steward and your um, dining room attendants are incredible. They know things and do things. They'll remember you from previous cruises. And if you're not going to be there at dinner, mention you're not going to be there one night. So the rest of the table is not waiting for you to show up. That's a good point, right? If you have Palo reservations and you're not going to be able to go to a regular dinner, make sure you say, listen, tomorrow night we're not going to be here. So they're not waiting for you. Well, actually, they don't. What they do now um, is uh, if you're not there. Well, actually, they uh, if you have Palo reservations, it shows up on a manifest that you're in Palo that night, so they know. Okay. And if you, even if you go like to have freestyle dinner at you know Beach Blanket or Topsiders, whatever ship you're on, um, they ask you your name and, and stateroom number. Oh, they've gotten better um, then. So they know that you're there. So I mean, you can. I mean, just to be polite, you can let your table mates know I'm not going to be here tomorrow night. But by the same token, you know, I'm. I'm on vacation, and I'm going to play it by year. If I want to go have dinner on my own, Walter and I, one night, that's what we're going to do. We're not going to worry about whether or not our table mates are upset or, or you know, our, our servers know where we are. Um, you know, they can, like I said, you know, pretty, out. They, know the, they know if you're in Palo, and they take down your information if you go somewhere else. Or if you just want to stay in your stateroom and have room service or something, you can do that too. Can I say something before we move on about dress code? Disney has a suggested dress code. You are going to hear and meet the fashion police who tell you that, no, you have to uh, achieve a higher status than what Disney suggests. That's crap. Disney has suggested a dress code. You're on vacation. Do what makes you feel comfortable. Jeans are allowed in the dining room. They're not in Palo, but they are acceptable on a cruise. Again, the fashion police will tell you that, you know, you're breaking all the cruise rules by doing that. It's fine. Stay away from flip-flops. Stay away from tank tops. Mm -hmm. Don't look like you're going to McDonald's. Or just came from the pool. Right. Uh, I was on a cruise like that Put a slight bit of effort into it. The first night it looked, you know, like they'd all gone to... To Goodwill or someplace. Well, and gone a lot shopping. of times on the first night on the cruise, people haven't gotten their luggage. Right, but this was really. Well, I just I, I want to be I, I want to be clear here. It's not a common problem. It does happen occasionally, but people not getting their luggage on the first night of the cruise is really is really rare. Like I said, I, I'm I'm coming up on my 24th cruise. It's never happened to me. I realize it does happen from on occasion, but I want people worrying that their their luggage won't be there. Your luggage will be there unless it. You know, you're on Carnival and it gets thrown into the water. I'm not suggesting that your luggage isn't on the ship. I'm suggesting that if you're busy at the sailorway party and your luggage isn't at your room at the time you're getting ready for your 5 o'clock dinner. But they all know. I mean, Disney is aware of what time the dinner seatings are, and they do strive to make sure everybody gets it uh, in plenty of time to get ready for dinner. There are occasions where a bag gets uh, misdirected. It gets delivered to the wrong stateroom. 99 times out of 100, if there's a problem with your bag getting to your room, that's what happened. It went to the wrong stateroom. Um, so, you know, if it's 
four thirty, four you know, quarter after four, and your bags aren't there yet, pick up the phone and call your steward, and they'll hunt it down. They'll hunt it down. So, but I just you know, you should definitely be prepared for the possibility that it could happen. But I don't want people walking away from this thinking that there's a likelihood it's going to happen because it, it just doesn't. That's pretty much it until you leave the ship of what you quote unquote have to do. So I thought maybe we talk about a little bit of the uh, talk a little bit about what you can do on the ship and what's available to do. First of all, let's make sure people understand you're going to get a daily itinerary. You're going to get a navigator, which will lay out what's happening when, all the activities on the ship, what time you get into the port, what time the ship leaves the port. So this isn't stuff you have to either worry about ahead of time or think that you're not going to have that information. Well, Disney's really good about laying all that out for you, so you know what activities are going on on the ship. Um, a cruise ship is a cruise ship. Have fun. Get on there. Do what you want to do. Um, there are some things that are not available to everybody. There is an adult pool and an adult coffee shop called The Cove. And this is restricted to adults only. Kids are not allowed in those areas. There's a teen club. Little kids and adults are not allowed in the teen club. So except for those areas pretty much you can go and do what you want on a cruise ship going back to the navigator i know we mentioned this on, this on a past show that to bring a highlighter and highlight some of the things that you you want to do in the navigator just you know fill that time slot we, the navigator looks a little bit like a tv guide right? mm-hmm. it can be a little confusing when you first look at it and what we want we suggest to people too is bring a different color one for everybody in your family so that everybody can see this is what i'm going to do this is where Teresa's going to go this is where grace is going to go a couple of tips for uh, while you're on the cruise. There's not a lot of plugs in your stateroom. A lot of people recommend bringing a power strip. So if you want to charge video games, cameras, uh, video cameras, computers, cell phones, anything you want to charge, you will have more than one plug to plug it into. The other thing that I recommend is if you're one of those people who likes to check the time when you wake up in the middle of the night, Bring a lighted alarm clock. There is a clock in your room, but there's no light on it. So unless you want to wake up everybody in the stateroom, bring a little light-up alarm clock. And I like the over-the-door shoe holder that you can put. Um, you know, it has different pockets in it for you can put your, like, toothpaste and sunscreen and all that kind of stuff. And you have that hanging outside the bathroom instead of trying to put everything on your little counter in the bathroom. I mean, you can live without it, but it works out really nice. Staterooms are small. You're going to have to be creative in how you use your space. So, again, except for now leaving the ship, the cruise is yours to do what you want with and and have a good time and experience as you want. Um, Obviously, your dinners are going to be scheduled and the show times are scheduled. Oh, I I do want to uh, throw in just as part of the embarkation process. If you were not able to get the spa appointments you wanted or the Palo appointments uh, that you wanted, before getting on the ship, as soon as you get on, you want to go to the entertainment area on deck three or deck four, whatever it is. They'll, they'll tell you where to go when you get on the um, ship. And they always hold back reservations at Palo and at the spa for people who were not able to get them in advance. To do them online. So you, that's the first thing you should do, though, because whatever is left over goes quickly. So you want to just keep that in mind. I want to make sure we throw that for, in. For your dining, if you don't have the right dining time, I don't think at that's that an point, issue on right, our at cruise. That, at that point, you can go and have your tables changed. If you're not happy with your table assignment, 
You can have your uh, uh, seating time changed if you're not happy with that, provided something's available. available. Right, based on availability. And if people haven't, I don't know what goes out in the letter, but if you have like medical needs, like um, you need something to keep your medications cold, you should have already sent in that. There's medical a medical form. clearance form. They want that like 30 days in advance, but the sooner you can get that to them, don't try to handle it when you're on the ship. If you're in a handicapped accessible stateroom where you have specific medical needs, there's a medical clearance form that you have to fill out before you get on the ship. Um, and fax it in. Right. There is a cooler in your stateroom. It is not a refrigerator. It is not a freezer. It's probably, what, three degrees cooler than the stereo? No, no, that's not true. There was a time There was a time that was the case. That is no longer the case. It actually does keep things no, cold. Yeah. cold right? Because there's times when you put you know, soda in there, and then the last day of the cruise, it's like... No, no, that was that, a few years back it was like that, but in the last few years, no, it's, right. I think but they've replaced not, them. I, don't, I would not suggest it for someone who maybe has insulin, who has to keep it refrigerated. This is actually Disney Cruise Line's recommendation, okay. too. They'll give you specific... Yeah, I, when I sent my form in, they, they give you a refrigerator that goes in that opening in the desk. Right. That's where they put it. We have an information page dedicated to first-time cruisers, and pretty much every link you need is on there. So we'll add that if you're a first-time cruiser. To our show notes page. Good information. Or you need a refresher. Go through the, go through the frequently asked questions. Now, for the disembarkation process, I do. there's just a couple of things people do need to know. Uh, when you're going to disembark. If you are not a U.S. citizen, the last morning of the cruise, the morning that we actually pull into port at like 6 a.m., they will tell you where you need to be. But you need to go to a special place on the ship where you are going to have to clear customs. Um, if And this is how, I've seen this happen twice now, where somebody didn't, you know, somebody who was not a U.S. citizen didn't get up and go down, and it absolutely brings the entire process to a screeching halt. So it's really important if you're not a U.S. citizen, I'm looking at you, Yvette, um, <laughs> make sure... She knows the process. I know, I know. Uh, you need to make sure that you're in this particular location, wherever it is. Um, and everybody in your party needs to present themselves physically. Exactly. Can't just send a representative. for the family. Now... Um, I want to back up just real quick. You're, you're going to get this information in your stateroom the night before. Correct. All the disembarkation information, um, gratuity information, all that stuff is laid out for you. Disney Cruise Line is really good about preparing you for the disembarkation process. Now, in the event, the only time, if you're an American citizen, the only time that you need to... Uh, go talk to customs before leaving the ship is if you have exceeded the uh, duty allowance for your family. Um, and I don't remember what the duty allowance is off the top of my head. I want to say $2,500, but it could be different. Um, but there is uh, on, your, on your customs form that you fill out the last night of your cruise, it asks you to list everything that you've purchased basically while abroad. That has to include alcohol and it has to include cigarettes. You are limited in the number of those things you are allowed to bring back duty free. If you buy anything over that, uh, you have to declare it. Well, you have to declare everything. But uh, if you go over the allotment, you do also early, the last morning of the cruise, need to go down to customs and you have to be prepared to pay there. Now, the only time that's ever happened to me, which was many years ago, I don't know if it's changed, so don't quote me on this, they would not accept credit cards. 
They would only accept cash or personal check. Now, that may have changed. If you do not pay at that point, it's problematic. I think we had to write a check. So you want to make sure if you think you're going to buy jewelry or electronics or things like that uh, in the islands, which in the Bahamas I don't recommend because it's not a deal. Uh, Caribbean's a little bit different, but the Bahamas, I wouldn't recommend it. But if you think you're going to do that, if there's a possibility you're going to do that, please make sure you have some personal checks on you uh, in order to pay that duty. Uh, You don't want to screw with customs. I also strongly recommend you not lie on your customs forms. Because if you get caught, if you get caught, whatever you think the odds may be, if you get caught, it's big trouble. The fines are massive. Jail time is a real possibility. Customs does not mess around. So you, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Walter got, Walter got mad at me coming back from Australia because I was very honest on my customs form. Um, and I'm like, I am not going to lie in a customs form. I'm not going to get nailed. I'm not getting nailed. You're allowed to bring 200 cigarettes or one carton back with you. If you smoke, cigarettes on the ship are dirt cheap. It's like $22 a carton. But you can only bring back one carton with you without having to pay the duty. Alcohol, I don't know what the limit is. I think it's two bottles. Two bottles. But if you want more, you can always find somebody that doesn't want alcohol and have them check. Well, it's yeah, it's 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 per person. person. If you're traveling with other people, you can. Yeah, can bring back two bottles and a (laughs) pack of smokes if he wants. And once uh, once that process is done, once once all that's done, that's when customs officially clears the ship. And once the ship has been cleared by customs, people are allowed to disembark. Just want to back up to the night before. You're going to be expected to put your bags packed outside of your stateroom. By midnight. By midnight. Please remember, <laughs> hold back your clothes for the next morning that you're going to wear off the ship. Correct. And your shoes. Anything you think you're going to need the next morning, do not pack. Otherwise, you will be leaving the ship in your pajamas mm-hmm. or no pajamas, depending on the situation. Teddy left barefoot because she packed her shoes. Every cruise we hear a story, someone had to go and borrow a shirt or something. Because they didn't pack accordingly. There is the walk of shame in the morning where people get off in their pajamas. Yep. Um, there'll be luggage tags in your stateroom for your luggage that you'll fill out and put on your luggage so that in the next morning you can claim it. There's also additional luggage tags down by guest services. So don't worry if you don't have enough. You can go down and get some more. But you don't necessarily have to put it out. But then that next morning, you're responsible for dragging your stuff through the ship and Correct. off the ship. So. Take advantage of letting them do the luggage handling. Right. And if you're leaving the stateroom to go to breakfast that last morning, you're going to be taking that luggage with you. Right. So that's your, your options for that. So what's the earliest possible time you'll be getting off the ship? Again, it depends on when customs clears the ship. We tell people usually about 9 a.m. Ooh. So, but, no, they want you off by 9, but usually it clears before 9. But that's what I'm saying. Get off the ship by 9. Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to send the girls to school that day, but... And again, Teresa, it could be earlier than that if they clear the ship a little bit earlier. It could be later than that if there are issues. Mm-hmm. So we tell people about 9 o'clock. It's just a good time to, to keep that in mind. Um, leaving Sending the, your kids to school. I mean, that means <laughs> leaving the ship is not as glamorous as getting on the ship. Bye. See ya. Well, t- let's, I, I just want to make sure everybody understands. For breakfast, your breakfast the last morning of the cruise is the same table and same restaurant that you were in the night before. 
So if you're at Table 73 in Parrot Key for dinner on the last night of the cruise, that's where you are for breakfast the next morning. Um, you can tip your server, assistant server, and head server at that time. Uh, a lot of people tend to do it. I tend to do it, I should say, the night before. We do, Sue. Um, unless you're being really cheap, and then as you're walking out, hand them the envelope. Or you can eat it. <laughs> you can throw it. You can eat at the buffet then, too, that last morning. You don't have to do the sit-down. Gratuities can be put on your room charge. If you go to guest services, they'll charge it to your room, or you can pay Again, some, cash. Again, something else that's a good idea to do before the last night of the cruise. Exactly. You can do that at any point during the cruise. You can prepay your gratuities. If you prepay your gratuities, you'll get a little slip that you put in the envelope for these people. Right. Well, it's actually something you tear. One, one side of it is your receipt. The other side you put in to the envelope and give that to your... And another thing to keep in mind is um, it, wherever you eat breakfast last morning, you see a lot of people grab, like, fruit. Yes. There's a uh, like an amnesty stand before you go down into where you pick up your luggage you're not allowed to take that fruit off the ship. Correct. So don't think you're going to grab an apple or a banana, banana for, for, the ride for the ride home. Correct. You cannot bring any plants or food items off the ship, or fruit anyway, off the ship with you. Mm-hmm. If you have food items that are already prepackaged, that's different. Right. Um, anything, But anything loose, any kind of loose food or, or plants, obviously, so you cannot bring. So eat the M&Ms before I leave the ship. If the bags or if they have if the bags open, they open right. or unless they're packed in your luggage. Yeah. Okay. If they're still closed or in your luggage, you can yeah. take them with you. Just a thing before we talk about the packing before. It's kind of a, not a real glorious thing to have to do on your last night. During the cruise, if you know there are things that you're done using, packing them in your Good luggage yeah. before that last night sometimes makes your trip easier. Makes Absolutely. your last night easier. Put away all the stuff that you know you're not going to use as you're done with it. If you've got swim fins and you know you're done at Castaway Key, pack them the, before that Exactly. Um, also, the night before you leave, you're going to get a guest satisfaction survey left in your stateroom. Strongly recommend you fill these out. Disney I always Cruise, do. Disney mm-hmm. Cruise Line definitely listens to these. One of the reasons why they had... Um, uh, different itineraries, Mediterranean cruises, was that the feedback they got from these forms was that people wanted to have these cruises. Yeah, well, people didn't realize at the time they were going to charge $83,000 a person. <laughs> right. If you have a spectacular experience with a server, with a Make, stateroom attendant, yep. name them by name on these. Absolutely. Absolutely. Name them by name. Go out of your way. You know, look, if you have a negative experience, you should go out of your way to make that known. But by the same token, if you have a positive experience, I don't care who it's with. I don't care who the cast member is, whether it's a bartender in particular or a spa technician. Um, I really try because I'm, I'm very good at speaking up when I'm upset. I go out of my way, and Walter will back me on this. I go out of my way. If somebody does a good job, while I'm there, I find their manager. I find their manager, I tell their manager, and I ask, is there anything I can fill out? Is there anything I can write up? Because it does matter. It does matter in terms of when it comes time for this person to get looked at for advancement. They look at that stuff. They look at that stuff, and especially in Disney, it counts. If they have, you know, they look in this person's file, and there are 10 glowing customer comments that customers went out of their way to write this stuff, that says a lot. There's also acknowledgments within the Disney system. Right. They receive acknowledgments from their supervisor. There are pins involved and things like that. Mm-hmm. Could we talk about tipping for a second? Sure. Okay. Tipping is always a hot button issue. I paid eight gazillion dollars for this cruise. Why should I have to tip? 
I hear this all the time. <sighs> Here's the deal. They're, the people on the ship are really doing backflips in order to mm-hmm. make your cruise better. Whether or not you think that your state or your um, server has done those backflips, keep in mind that those tips are all pooled. And what happens is that all of the people that have waited on you throughout the cruise, if you got a hot dog or chicken fingers or pizza or any of that. A drink that's delivered to you or even at right. the bars. Those people are all part of, they're all recipients in those tips. I would just say to yourself, this is part of my cruise cost. It's my responsibility as a good traveler to take care of the people who have waited on me. I also want to emphasize the point that one of the reasons you'll notice that very few cruise ships are registered in the United States as opposed to the Bahamas or you know other, other places uh, is because if a cruise line is registered in the United States, they are bound by United States labor laws. And that includes what they would have to pay the people on the ship. That person serving you your dinner is making about $2 an hour, okay, in terms of what they're actually paid by Disney. The rest of what they make is made up in tips. I will promise you, with the sole exception possibly of the captain and the bridge crew and your, uh, you know, your officers, and even in some of those cases this isn't, isn't, isn't true, but I'll guarantee you, the people that you're interacting with on this cruise are not making a lot of money. Okay? They're not making a lot of money. They live on tips. They live on tips. So I understand you're paying a lot of money to be on this cruise. But really, you're not paying that money right, wrong, or indifferent. You're not paying it to your server and you're not paying it to your stateroom host. Okay? So that is why I really try... Um, at the very least, unless someone is, and it's only happened once on Disney, and it was on the Mediterranean cruise, I refused to tip the head server because he was absolutely atrocious um, in terms of his service. Absolutely atrocious. Keep uh, in mind, these people are cleaning your bathroom. Well, not the head server. <laughs> but um, outside of that, at the very least, I give the recommended amount. Disney, Disney has that. Um, Disney has that information available. What they recommend you you tip, but in almost every case, I give over and above that. It's also good to note that if you buy a drink at any of the bars, that tip is automatically included. You Correct. can always tip more, but just you be know, aware that they've included a tip exactly. in that price and, and don't and that's, add more money. And well, you see, and this is one of the things that always has bothered me is because they really don't make it clear that the tip is added mm-hmm. in there, and because unless you're reading. You don't see that an 18% gratuity has automatically been added to that right. that martini you just ordered. And then because there's a place there for, you know, for there's tip. a subtotal tip total. And there's a place to add the tip. So if you're not reading, it would be very easy to say, think, okay, I have to leave a tip. Now, if you – okay, you this, uh, coming from an alcoholic here, uh, I always found my bartenders uh, wherever I was. And the first night, I tipped them really, really good. And I kept tipping them good through the cruise because that's how I made sure I got my drinks first and my drinks were strong. So absolutely take care of your bartenders. That's for the alcoholics out there. That's a little inside <laughs> little inside tip if you're a newbie alcoholic. And there's a lot of people who think they shouldn't have to tip for their children. Children make, you know, messes, right, oh, Julie? Oh, right? I mean, yes. you have to do a lot with children in your stateroom. So, you know, tip the regular – and people go, well, I can't afford the cruise. Just budget the tips – 
into your cruise. I mean, if that's the and we're not talking break, hundreds and hundreds no. of dollars here. You know, we're talking about you know, what is it for a four night cruise? We're talking we six. It up. We have it on our website somewhere. I mean, we should... we're not. So we're, we're not really. We're not talking about obscene sums of money here. Um, but it's you know money that matters to these guys, yeah. and so keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. You know, be the stimulus. That's just, my that's I, my motto right now. I just think part of the problem is that it, it occurs at the end of your cruise, and you're a little people who are not used to it or don't know about it become a little shocked. Like, well, I thought everything was included, and all of a sudden you're hitting me with gratuities. I just think that that's part of the mentality of it. I don't think people go into it saying I'm not going to tip nobody. I just think. Now, and I, but I got to tell you, um, one of the things Disney said to us after the last podcast cruise was per capita spending among our group was far higher than their average. In terms of uh, the bar, well, in particular, they mentioned the bar, bar sales, um, which they love because that's where they make their ton of money off liquor. But you know, all all the stuff that you can buy on the ship, our group, our group spent a lot. So that's one of the reasons I think they were a lot more welcoming this time. Well, um, like everything else we do with Disney, they don't believe us until it happens. Yeah. So like the first party we threw, oh yeah, sure, fine, you're going to rent out a, a ride and throw this great party. I was like, oh, they really do that. Yeah. So by the time the second cruise came along, they believed that we were going to do this and we were going to produce for them. It was a lot easier this time in terms of working with them than it was the first time. Um, so the last thing really is getting off the ship. You're going to leave after breakfast. You don't have to stay for breakfast if you don't want to. As soon as the ship has cleared customs, you can leave and get off. You're going to go down to a warehouse holding area where you'll find your luggage There'll be porters there that will help you get your luggage to its destination. You must be with your luggage, though. You can't just have someone take your luggage out. It's part of the customs process. You have to physically present yourself and your luggage to a customs officer as you leave. And then that's it. You're and those done. porters are, like, right at the bottom of the yep, escalator. Yep, they're waiting for you. And, again, that's another place if you Tip. want to spend a few dollars. That is a great service. Tip them. They take it out to your car. You can go out and style. They load it, it into your yes, car for you. It's well worth the money. Right. But again, them. it's far less glamorous getting off the ship. Yeah, exactly. No one announces at the bottom of the stairs, look, they're here. Now leaving. Right. Let's the Martin um, family. <laughs> so we've, we've gotten you off the ship, and that's sort of the highlights of the, of the cruise itself. Tracy, last cruise, the last podcast cruise, was your first podcast, your first cruise ever. Yes, it was. What can you tell our first-timers, who are going to be the first-timers on this cruise, things you didn't expect, things you didn't know, stuff you learned? Well, don't freak out. I was so freaking upset before we left about all the little details y'all just talked about. Because you're freaking people out when you talk about that stuff. Well, we see it on the boards all the time. I'm so worried. I think I'm going to forget this. I'm going to forget that. Chill out. Just chill out and enjoy it. And... If it's your very first time on a boat and the boat starts moving, <laughs> walk in the direction that the water is going and, and not the opposite way. You'll be thrown up over the side. And don't scream to everybody like Teresa did. The boat's moving. It was. <laughs> well, okay, we were that little... I was with her. We were, we were like... that little party thing. And I didn't realize, you know, because I didn't... You know, it was no... We're, yeah. we're backing up. We're pulling out. You didn't know that crap. And then when it's we get out and I look out the little porthole and it's like, holy crap, we're moving. Do you hear this voice? 
This is the real Teresa. This is me. <laughs> when we have the email show, and all of a sudden she becomes Kevin, Marilyn that's my Monroe. my reading voice now. Uh, that's my reading voice. <laughs> voice. I'm reading something. This it changes. to us from England. This is her yelling at the kids' voice. Well, if you heard me reading to Ferris, I do it's a, different a different voice. You take a different tone. It's, yeah. It comes from reading to children, which I'm still doing. Anyway. <laughs> This is the real Teresa, folks. Those of you who wanted to fall asleep to her talking, this is it. This is me, yeah. But no, just enjoy it and don't worry about it. And that's part of what Disney does. Disney does the art of distraction well. You're pulling out of Port Canaveral, which is not pretty. I mean, it's not. there's not scenery to be seen. So they throw a party and they concentrate you on that party. Look over here, look over here. And by the time you get out to the breakwaters. And another thing I was totally stressing about was what to wear for dining oh. don't stress about that no. either right. you're clean mm-hmm. you're not holy you look good there's no stains <laughs> on your shirt go for it i don't know i i just i was stressing about there are people that. on the boards who are talking about multiple outfits i want the choice of what i want to wear for dinner each night just calm down i took way too many clothes right. last time mm-hmm. i took this giant suitcase full of stuff that never came out of the bag you're gonna regret bringing too much stuff yeah, yeah exactly well, let's go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say something that no one will really tell you is if you are done with the castaway party and you're ready for dinner or whatever you want to do, if you make your way to the front part of the ship, any place on the front part of the ship where you can see the bow of the ship, as you leave Port Canaveral, many, many times you'll be escorted out by dolphins who will mm-hmm. race ahead of the wake of the ship. Mm-hmm. Like it's right kind of wake. a cool thing to sit and it watch, is. and it's not. I, I can't guarantee it. These are not Disney dolphins. They're not animatronic dolphins, right? Though. These sometimes they just lead the ship out of the port. And this is one of those things where you can't do everything. You can't run to the front and see the dolphins and be part of the mm-hmm. sailaway party. And Another thing that if you have kids, teenagers that are going to be charging on their little card, they're going to come to you and they're going to say. Just $10, just $10 or whatever. But but the night when you leave and you get that shocking little bill You'll where hear she it. bought a jacket and a pair of pants and went to the arcade 40 times. and Again, Disney, has, Disney <laughs> has created this system where you're not spending money. No, you're not. It's not a charge. You're spending mom's money. Exactly. But you can also you know have your children's charging privileges turned off. Yes. Can you limit it? Like her card specifically, where she can't charge more than like twenty dollars a day. I don't, I don't know. Think so. I don't think. I just curious. When they hit, a, you, I guess you could check the limit and then turn it off when you get to that limit. Yeah, you could. Right. I'm thinking of giving Stella privileges this year because she's really miserly and thinks about it, and then let Grace watch Stella spend. No, she got that gene. <laughs> she got that yeah, gene. She got that. The Eccles gene. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'll save this. You never know. I might. You know. Mm-hmm. We've also talked about. There's a reason talked- I call. There's a reason I call Walter, you know, McTightwad. Yeah. Scrooge McTightwad, because he's. I swear to God, he has the first dollar he ever made. I was just going to say we didn't talk about cell phones, but do yourself a favor, turn your cell phone off, put it in the safe. Don't worry about it till you get back to port. And if you're going to leave your cell phone on, turn roaming off. Unless you have an international roaming plan on your phone, if you're using a smartphone and roaming is on, okay, your smartphone is checking for things every few minutes, and that counts as international roaming. You will come home to a $2,000 phone bill. Turn roaming off. How about internet? 
We didn't talk about that. Internet on the ship is um, crappy. Okay? Mm -hmm. Really and truly, it's crappy. It's a satellite connection that is being shared by everybody on the ship, including the ship staff. So what you want to do is, if you are going to do Internet on the ship, they have packages where you can buy a certain number of minutes. Um, and don't I'm, – we'll have links on the website on the show notes page to all this stuff. Uh, try and I've, – I've always found that using the Internet during times when people are either off the ship or having dinner was the mm-hmm. best time. Um, <laughs> the sea day, middle of, m- middle of a sea day, not a good time to use the Internet because it makes dial-up look fast. So keep that in mind. Um, but uh, especially where your phones are concerned, I cannot stress this enough. Now, depending on your carrier, what they'll do, if you forget to turn roaming off, at some point they're going to send you a message, a text message saying, you know, you're racking up quite a bill here. Um, they won't take it off, <laughs> your bill. So, but, you know, not, not all... You know, not all uh, carriers do that, and sometimes you don't get the text message. Just turn it off. It's really expensive. See, I'm, I'm, that's why I, because uh, it happened once, mm-hmm. and because of the number of times I cruise and the number of time, the amount that I travel, I put international roaming on my phone. So I can do as much data as I want pretty much anywhere in the world. How about the iPad? What's, how's that going to affect our Don't, traveling? Well, you've you got to understand that uh, the iPad uh, is a fixed – it's not like a cell phone. It's a fixed bill. Um, so you can use Wi-Fi on the ship. But you have to pay for it. Um, there is – I don't believe there's any roaming. There's no 3G roaming on the iPad. Okay. So and it won't work in terms of that. If you're to home, I've used it. When you get to the Bahamas, there's a phone bank where you can buy a phone card, and $5 gives you a little bundle of minutes, and you put that money into the phone, and you can keep talking until your minutes. And there's a little countdown timer on the on the phone itself, right. which tells you how many minutes you have. It doesn't have to be one call. You can make multiple calls. But for 5 bucks, I think you got 20 minutes. And there is an emergency number that you can give to family and friends that will reach you on the ship. So, But... Speaking as somebody who's always connected, that was so nice the first time. I didn't think I was going to be able to handle it. It was so nice to be totally disconnected oh, yeah. from the world. It helps relax. It, it helps you relax. Reaching your family on the boat. What if you need to find one of your children and you can't call them on their cell phone? Get some walkie-talkies. Yeah. There's only you so can. far they can go. You That's can true. call them on your cell phone. However, you're going to pay Huge. out the butt for this privilege. There is a cell phone Tower, I guess you could say, on the ship. Cell phones will work on the ship. Also, there's one on Castaway Key now. Keep in mind that you are going to pay international roaming charges for that phone call. So here's my work phone. Go to, not my go to, personal go to Walmart. <laughs> go, to, go to Walmart. Get two Motorola so walkie talkies. Yeah. They have get one with a distance where you can, you know, be on the ship and they'll Ours still have work a 17 with mile on, uh, Castaway. We tried that distance. We happened to be on a ship where. Everybody on the Royal Caribbean ship was celebrating their quinceanera. So, and all you heard was Spanish on your walkie. All we heard was Spanish, and we were on another ship where everybody on the ship was named John. So when I would go beep beep, John, John, come in, John. Sixty people would go, yeah. Who are you? You could also get a dry erase board to put on your door just to communicate. Okay, now we're getting esoteric. (laughs) Well, but I mean, a lot of people do that on the ship. Where I'm at. 
Or just well, get one just, of those monkey backpacks for each of your kids. Well, I didn't really have a lot of trouble last Well, look, time, you know, keep in mind, the ship is only so big, there's only so far they can go. Okay? So really and truly, I think keeping up with your kids and probably shouldn't be that big a deal. cell phone won't work anyway. <laughs> so I, I do want to make sure we spend some time talking about some of the special events that we're doing uh, on the cruise. So we're preparing people. For that, why don't we why don't we spend some time talking about? I want that. to make sure people understand that this cruise is going to be unlike any other cruise you've been on. You're going to be traveling with 600 other Dizzers. So everywhere you turn, everywhere you go, you're going to see somebody wearing a lanyard, wearing credentials for the cruise. So keep that in mind when you're sailing, especially if this is your first cruise. After that, it's not going to be as you're not going to turn the corner and see somebody you know all the time. It's going to be a little bit less um, busy in that regard. For Podcast Cruise 2.0, we are going to have credentials for everybody. Uh, everybody has already signed up for their credentials. Um, they've been printed. We're getting them collated. We're getting them ready to be distributed. If you have purchased the Diz Dreams transfers, which are the buses that are going to be leaving the Swan the morning of the 12th, you will get your credentials at that time. If, you have, if you're not on the buses, you're going to get your credentials in the terminal. You're going to look for members of the podcast team who will have their, your credentials and they'll be giving them out at that time. If for some reason, during those two interactions, you don't get your credentials, come and stop one of us at dinner and we'll make sure that we get your credentials to you and you have the opportunity to get those before any of the onboard activities start. We've already There are no onboard activities the first night, correct? correct. There's nothing going on the first night that's quote-unquote official, Diz, Diz Unplugged. So you won't, Dreams. if you don't have them, don't right. panic. Right. It's only that, that next morning. There's a lot of unofficial activities going on. A lot of folks have set up their own meets and their own stuff they're going to be doing. Those are up to the individuals who are working them, how they have people participate, and how they're going to you know work those events. Those are not dis-unplugged, dis-sponsored events. So keep that in mind. You know, We can't control those individual events. Everybody by now should have seen the schedule of events for Podcast Cruise 2.0. If you have not, we're going to include the schedule of events in your stateroom. We're also going to include them on your lanyards, on your credentials that you're going to receive. So you'll have the events laid out for you. You won't have to guess when stuff is going to be going on. We're going to be leaving a goodie bag in everybody's stateroom. There's going to be some surprises in there, so I don't want to give out all of the contents of what's in the bag, but we think you're going to be happy and surprised with what we're giving out. Specifically, you're going to have items that our guests on this cruise will sign for you. So if you're concerned about what do I bring for so-and-so to sign during an autograph session, we're going to provide you with something that can be autographed during that time. But I don't want to give out too much more of that Can we give a hint? No. No. As long as my bag has Dr. Pepper and chocolate in it, there John. no food in the bags. Oh, I'm telling you right now, no food. Bring your bags. own Dr. No, wait, Pepper let, and let chocolate. You, John. I know because uh, some of the our <laughs> guests. Can you, say, are, can you just answer one sure. quick thing and then I'll go back to you? No food in the bags. Disney Cruise Line is going to charge us to put these bags in everyone's staterooms. If there's food involved, the bags have to be completely sealed and they cost us more money. So we opted not to do you know drinks or anything like that. We hope people are happy with them. Now, the reason why um, you're putting stuff in the bags for them to sign is because they're only going to sign those things, correct? No, that, no, that's not exactly true. No. They will sign other things, but we wanted to provide something that was unique 
for our crews that would give people something that they might not bring from home to sign. Okay. So there's no limitation on what Jody Benson will sign? There are some limitations. Um, let me get to that okay. when we get to the Jody Benson signing. People already know this. We've already announced this on the board so that people are not spending any money. One of the things we are going to put in the bag, this is not a surprise, is a copy of Charlie Ridgway's book, mm-hmm. Spinning Disney's World. Don't go out and buy this book. You're going to get a copy, courtesy of Dreams Unlimited Travel. So that's along those lines are things we're going to put in the bags. John, if the two people in the room are not related, there'll be two bags? We will not put two bags in the room, but we will have an extra bag for the person who's not related. Okay. It's just, logistically speaking, we're going to tell Disney, put one in every stateroom. It's going to be too hard to say, well, now this stateroom gets two. Right. This stateroom okay. Gets two, those Sounds good. But I will have extra bags with we're me. We're storing all of them in your room, though. Right. <laughs> cool. Right on Grace's bed. So that's getting on the ship. That's credentials. That's what you're going to find in your stateroom. The first morning of our cruise is our guest speaker series. That's going to be in the Walt Disney Theater. I don't have the schedule in front of me. 8.30 to 11 a.m. Correct. Please be at this and all events at least 15 minutes early. Yes. We have to load you into the theater and get everybody seated because we want to try to start on time and end on time so that people can get to the other stuff they have planned for their crews. Not only that, but Disney's been very specific about the fact that these spaces are well used by them they, they themselves. Right. And they're looking for us to be in there and out of there when we say we will. Our speakers will be Charlie Ridgway, who's author of Spinning Disney's World. He was Walt's publicist for many years. Correct. And Bob Gurr, who is a former Imagineer, Disney legend, primarily responsible for um, the, all of the transportation at Disneyland. Things from the monorail to the race cars and all that. To Autopia. Right. All that cool stuff. Um, this will be my first experience with Bob, but other people have chimed in who have seen him at other events, and they say he is fantastic. He's just, he knows. Also very approachable. Very, very approachable. Very friendly. Charlie Ridgway was uh, the publicist who opened Walt Disney World. His Correct. book is awesome. The book is fabulous. Yeah, he's got he great stories it. in that. I've read that book twice. It's really I enjoyable. It's funny. I have it out. I'm going to. Um, I read it when I actually went and met him when he first published it. He did a signing in a bookstore in Celebration, which is no longer there. I'm going to have to get it out and go back through it again. It's been a while since I read it. Uh, our speakers will give a. a, a presentation a speech whatever they want to talk about and then there'll be a time for a question and answer period after each speaker talks um again we have limited time so we may have to get through that quickly but if you have questions for them please come with questions and accept that <laughs> feel free to ask them as you want one of the other guests on our cruise is lee cockrell and lee's not not going to actually give a presentation this time lee's kind of coming as our guest but he's also going to participate in our podcast the last day. So it's going to be Charlie Ridgeway, Bob Gurr for the speaker series. Awesome. That afternoon is the Jody Benson concert, which is... 1 to 2.30 p.m. In the Walt Disney Theater. Uh, Jody's going to perform. She's going to do a concert for us. She's going to talk about her relationship with Roy Disney. Apparently her and Roy were very close. And she has some stories to tell about that and had her involvement in the Disney company. Um, she's considered Disney family. They consider her part of the Disney family. So I hope that she has some really good stories for us. When she's done with her concert and her uh, little session that she's going to do, she's going to do an autograph signing session for us. So immediately following the concert, we're going to set up uh, a 
a system where people can come and have something signed by Jody. This is where we talk about what Jody will and will not sign. Her husband manager is very concerned that we be very respectful to Jody and that no one bring anything inappropriate for her to sign. I've assured him that that's not our group. We will not do that. But he's mentioned this multiple times. So I think we need to mention it. She will not sign anything, any undergarments. She will not sign anything on you. If you're wearing a shirt, she will not sign the shirt that's on you. They have asked that um, people not bring a ton of stuff for her to sign because there's so many people for her to Correct. get through. And it's a limited amount of time that we're able to do this. Exactly. So please bring one or two items. You know, we're going to help you get through the process quickly. We're going to make sure that she knows who you are before you get there. What about what about people that want to take photographs with her? She will be accessible for photographs. I will say this: I at this time, I'm trying to find out if photographs and videotaping will be allowed during the speaker sessions and during her concert. We haven't gotten back the final word on that yet, but we'll make sure people know if it is or isn't allowed. But she will take pictures with folks. Again, we're going to have, I don't know how many people will show up to the concert. I'm going to assume 400. Something else to keep in mind is if you've purchased something for specifically for this signing, because we are going to try and get as many people through the line as expeditiously as possible. If you've purchased something, if you have a Little Mermaid DVD, they've requested that people have those things unwrapped. And if you want her to sign the insert of the DVD, have it out. That you have that out so that you're not standing at the table fumbling to get this out for her to sign it. And as John said, we will be there sort of helping along the line and making sure that. By the time people get there, that they get, everybody gets a chance right. to speak with Jody and have something signed. That you ever wants seen the to. movie A Christmas Story? We're going to spin your hat and put it on your lap and shove you down that slide. Um, again, we're going to have a lot of people to get through, so we want to make oh, sure. Oh, that's that my can. phone ringing. Jody just canceled. <laughs> <laughs> then the next day is our day at Castaway Key, and we're going to be doing a group photo session in the morning on Castaway Key at 9.30 a.m. 9.30 a.m. at Boat Beach. Again, I understand that this is going to conflict with some people's shore excursions. shore excursions and schedules and the marathon. I apologize. This is what Disney Cruise Line gave us. This is all we could do. All right. Here's the deal. If where everybody is there, the last time we did this, we did this in under 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. In an impromptu session, right. we Correct. decided to do it after the speaker series last time. It was impromptu. We did it in the lobby of the ship. The, the Not the lobby. What's it called? The rotunda. The... Atrium. 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 Atrium, that's the word. Uh, we did it in under 10 minutes. As a matter of fact, the Disney photographer said he's never seen a more organized and timely group. If we're all there 15 minutes early, this photograph should take minutes. So for people who are then looking to move on, let's everybody work together and we'll get this done in a timely And just session. remember, if you don't see the camera, the camera can't see you. So if you get the, the photo back and you're behind somebody's head. Well, the nice thing is he's going to be up on a lift. And it's going to be the boat's going to be in the background. So I understand it's a really great picture. It's something they do for the DVC cruises. Also, when we posed for the picture last podcast cruise, I don't know if anybody expected it to turn out as good as it did. But I think it turned out to be the best souvenir a lot of people Mm -hmm. took home with them. I know I treasure mine. Yeah, mine has a special place in my heart, yeah. Those will be available for sale at Shutters. It's funny. I thought you were going to say on your wall. (laughs) Is it in my heart? (laughs) 
Um, then the next thing we're going to be doing on Castaway Key is our private barbecue lunch over at Cookies 2. This is 11.30 to 2.30 p.m. We're going to have the area just to ourselves. No one else can participate. And it should be a good time. Bring the kids. Kids are invited to this. So this is sort of, um, last year we did a little cocktail type of party out on the dock. We just can't all fit out on the dock. This the summer. heads up bar. The heads up bar. We would make it fall into the water. Please keep in mind to be allowed to partake in this. You will need your credentials at all of our events. Yes. Any of that, you must have your credentials in order to get into anything. This is especially true for the speaker series and for Jody's concert. If you don't have your credentials, we can't let you in. Right. So there's going to be people at the door checking. Probably you. Probably Teresa. Okay. Also want to mention, too, that none of our events are mandatory. You don't have to show up to anything you don't want to show up to. You don't have to participate in anything. We're providing these as things we want to do for you, for our guests. So, you know, don't get upset if, oh, I I feel bad I missed this event. It is what it is. Have a good time at your cruise. The last day of the cruise is going to be our live podcast taping. From 9 to 12. In the Walt Disney Theater as well. Again, please show up early Mm -hmm. so we can get you in, seated, and we can go. And I I just want to say that um, we have a special announcement to make uh, before we start taping the show. And it would mean a great deal to me personally if as many of you as possible could be there for that. One other thing about the podcast taping, there's been some discussion as to, as that's our C-Day, people have um, plans and reservations. If you feel that you're not going to be able to stay for the entire taping, because we are going to be taping this, that we ask that you find a seat that is convenient for you to depart early. We're also going to take breaks. It's not going to be a solid taping from front to back. There'll be times where we take a break, and if people have to leave at that point, we'll more than understand. I just think we, if you want to be there, please try to be there for at least the beginning part of it. Um, I think you're going to want to be there for that. It's also a lot of fun to be part of that excitement and to hear yourself later. And so can I have a spot at the end of the table so when I need to leave, I can? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that doesn't go for you, Julie. Gosh, that was my question. <laughs> and where's the podcast taping going to be held? In the Walt Disney Theater. In the Walt Disney Theater. Will it be like a long table like we did last year or something different? Or, um, I, I, I or we don't, don't know the setup? I don't know. It's stadium seating. We're going, cool. to, <laughs> we're going to ask them for, similar to what we did last year, the sort of broken horseshoe. And if they can't do that, we'll work something else out. But... Um, can we use the lift and come up out of the stage? Yeah, wouldn't that be so oh, nice? Oh, cool. <laughs> like, we could, you want to rise up? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right. Or I could come in by bubble. You could even wear a cape. Calm down, Elphaba. Um, <laughs> after, the, after the podcast taping, in the afternoon, we're going to be doing our autograph session with our speakers from the first day. And that's going to be in Studio C at... 12 Cor- to 1. <sighs> Corey, you missed your cue. You said after the podcast, so whenever that's going to be. Oh, no, the podcast ends at 11, and then it's... No, 9 to 12 is the podcast recording, and then 12 to 1. See, you messed me up on the time. (laughs) I don't think the podcast recording is going to go right up until 12 o'clock. I don't think it's going to be... We're going to end one and go right to the other. I think there's (laughs) going to be some time between them. So our guests will be... uh, Signing will be Bob Gurr, uh, Charlie Ridgway, and Lee Cockrell. We'll be there signing uh, stuff for you guys, and we will have a little time to meet and greet them. 
Jody will not be signing stuff at that autograph session. The only time we have booked for her to sign items is after her concert on the first day. Hmm. So there you go. Nice relaxing cruise. Yeah, <laughs> for them. I'm um, tired thinking about it. I know. Mm-hmm. Me too. I know. Um, so this uh, this kind of gives you a, a rather long overview of uh, the process if this is your first time cruising, uh, coming on the podcast cruise. Uh, we're really looking forward to it. I, it has been a lot of work, especially for, for John and Kevin. Uh, they've put in an enormous amount of work in putting this together. So uh, please keep that in mind when you see them on the ship. Make sure you say thank you. And that'll do it for our special podcast cruise edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay out of the damn lights.